0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 287 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials found in the book of Ezekiel uh, in the week of October the 24th to October the 30th. And as such we are going through this uh, entire book this week. Um, There is a lot that we have um, to cover here. Um, and actually, if you look at the Come Follow Me materials, um, we go from Ezekiel chapters 1 to 3 and then jump right ahead into the 30s. So I wanted to take today's episode just to go over a few things that aren't in the uh, Come Follow Me materials uh, in the chapters that we are going to skip over. Because there's, there's some wonderful nuggets uh, in there, which I just want to make mention of. So, for example, in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6, it says... Therefore say unto the house of Israel thus saith the Lord God repent and turn yourselves from your idols and turn away your faces from all your abomin- abominations. Now this is important because we have to remember what state Israel is in. They have had numerous prophets. They have had so many opportunities to turn away uh, from the things that they are doing. They haven't done so many many times and as such um they have been taken into captivity and yet the Lord is still giving them that chance. And I think that that, for us, paints to us, even when we have gotten ourselves into a real difficult place, there is always a time, there is always a place for us to turn and repent of those things. Um, President Russell M. Nelson said, um, quote, If we break God's first commandment, we cannot escape retribution. If we allow any other person or cause to come before allegiance to him, we will reap a bitter harvest. Thus, our priorities should be honestly evaluated in terms of that first commandment. If change in direction is needed, we may want to issue a self-command to about-face. Doing so would please the Lord, who said, repent and turn yourselves from your idols. Trees reach up for light and and grow in the process. So do we as, as sons and daughters of heavenly parents. Facing upward provides a loftier perspective than facing right or left. Looking up in search of holiness builds strength and dignity as disciples of deity close quote. Now this is, um, I, I loved this, and this gave me a kind of um, a re- recollection of what he just said about overcoming the world and uh, finding rest in our recent general conference. But this talk, that this quote was given, was in 1996. So uh, President Nelson has been saying these things for quite a while, uh, and so hopefully we are taking those kind of things on board uh, so that we can move forward in these things. Uh, To then go forward in uh, Ezekiel chapter 16, this is just a little reference point which I I thought was interesting in regards to Sodom and Gomorrah. If you remember um, when we spoke about Lot uh, and the city of Sodom and what the sin of Sodom was, Ezekiel 16.49 is uh, an interesting one because it goes into more detail about what what the sin of Sodom was. And it's not perhaps what we initially think uh, culturally. In verses, oh, well, in verses 48 to 49, let's read, it says, As I live, saith the Lord God, Sodom thy sister hath not done, she nor her daughters, as thou hast done, thou and thy daughters. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her, and in her daughters, neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. So, laziness, having more than surplus... And not helping those in need. Um, I thought that was interesting. uh, That um, this was basically the idea that it was them not being willing to work or to to look after others. Um, And so, yeah, I thought that was uh, just an an interesting thing to note there, really. Rather than something to learn from. Other than the fact that we need to not be like that. But Ezekiel 18, there is a beautiful uh, passage in there um, from the Lord. It says in verse, uh, Ezekiel 18 verses 20 to 21, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he have committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Um this is so plain and simple and clear uh, in terms of personal responsibility for our choices, um, the consequences of our choices leading to what they will lead to, but also the mercy and the love that God has, that if we turn away and and try and make the right choices, then we shall live. Um, this, this idea of repentance is so powerful um, that... It's something which I just am I'm in awe of over and over again. John H. Vandenberg said this: quote, "The ability to receive the blessings of repentance lies within our individual power. It is a never-ending endeavor. There is no restriction to those who may achieve. All may partake of this gift from God. Um, the avenue of repentance is a thoroughfare which all may all may tread. It is the path to peace." Close quote. What a joyful, what a uplifting doctrine that is but then in verse 22 we have something which i think is very interesting and helps us to understand a little bit more about something that the lord has taught us in um restoration scripture about repentance and how he views uh, our mistakes and transgressions and sins once we've repented in verse 22 it says all his transgressions that he have committed they shall not be mentioned unto him in his righteousness that he have done shall uh, th- that he have done he shall live um we obviously often repeat and quote the scripture where the Lord remembers them no more. And for a while, I just kind of thought, well, what happens? Is that like some kind of spiritual forgetfulness that comes on to the Lord that he doesn't remember what we've done? But of course not. You know, he is all knowing. He knows what we have done and he will forever know what we do or what we have done. But um, it will not be mentioned. It just won't come up in the conversation that if we have repented of those things and if we have put them to one side and we've turned our lives back to him and move forward in his light, those things will not be brought up. And that, again, you know, for, for all of us, I'm sure, is a, just a beautiful, wonderful um, thing to know about. Of course, it works the other way. In verse 24, it says, but when the righteous turn away from his righteousness." And committeth iniquity and doeth according to all the abominations that the wicked men do if shall he live all his righteousness that he have done shall not be mentioned it is trespass that he have trespassed and in his sin that he have sinned in them shall he die so of course i mean that is a bit more of a bleak situation but I think that that is you know the situation where you know after everything after this life and the opportunities we have to change and repent that you know we may come that we may have uh, in the afterlife as well after all of that, if we still are clinging to our old ways and the things that are pulling us away from Christ, then of course, you know, that will define what we, um, kind of what our future looks like in the eternities. Uh, But I think that we're not at that position yet, because let's not forget that this is being said to a group of people who for, well, centuries have been told over and over again to repent, to put away false idols, to change their ways and to face toward God. And repeatedly, they haven't done that. Uh, and so there is always time. Um, and that time is today. You know, if uh, there is something which uh, you need to remove, do it today. In verse 31, of Ezekiel eighteen, it says, Cast away from you all your transgressions, whereby ye have transgressed, and make you a new heart and a new spirit. For why will ye die, O house of Israel? Jeffrey R. Holland said, quote, of course, we all have some habits or flaws or personal history that that could keep us from complete spiritual immersion in this work. But God is our father and is exceptionally good at forgiving and forgetting sins we have forsaken, perhaps because we give him so much practice in doing so. In any case, there is divine help for every one of us that at, at any hour we feel to make a change in our behavior. Um Clearly, the possibility of change and living at a more elevated level has always been one of the gifts of God to those who seek it, Close quote. He lists examples, of course, from First Samuel chapter 10, where Saul is given another heart, Ezekiel, the verses we just read, uh, Alma, where he had his mighty change of heart, and in John 3, where the Saviour himself said that a man needs to be born again. And of course, we're referring to baptism, but we're referring to ourselves as, as well there where every day we need to become new creatures in Christ. We need to come closer to him and be more like him. And it is a blessing to know that we can always change. That power is in our hands. And as we make the steps today to to repent and to change, the Saviour can and will be with us. Um, I've seen that in my life. I've seen it in many people's lives around me. And we will continue to see that because... As, as elder holland put so well we give god so much practice to do that uh so thank you so much for joining with us i couldn't not go through ezekiel and not share those verses i just thought they were, were particularly uh, chapter 18 uh just beautiful uh, passages there so thank you so much for sharing your time with us we'll continue with our study tomorrow uh, into ezekiel even further and until we meet again